0: Network.org.
1: Hello, and welcome to Daily Adopted. This is Jeremy Komenovsky with you here on Tractate Yoma, page Nun Aleph 51. The first thing I want to do is the end of the page. On, on the Beth side of the DAP, I want to conclude the conversation we had yesterday and then go back and look at something from the Olive side of the DAP. We had talked about the fact that the Kohen Gadol, the, the, serp, the, the, the sacrifice, the bull that the Kohen Gadol offered on Yom Kippur, has an aspect of Korban Yachid, a private sacrifice, an aspect of Korban Sibur, public sacrifice, or to be more precise, Korban Shutafim, uh, a, a cooperative sacrifice because his fellow priests also receive atonement through the offering of the bull. In the course of that discussion, we raised the question of whether or not the laws of Timura, the improper uh, substitution of one animal for another, were the consequent fact that the second animal also has the status of a required sacrifice, whether that applies. In the course of analyzing that question, we asked what was the relationship that the other priests had to the Kohen Gadol's bull. Was it the relationship of actual uh, ownership, so to speak, even though the Kohen Gadol paid for it himself, were they considered similarly uh, owners and they, they were... Uh, atoned in a fixed manner, or were they simply derivative beneficiaries and received atonement? We're going to resolve that today on our bet daf because we note that although the Torah con- con- continually repeats that this bull must be brought, the bull that is asher lo, belonging to him, himself, the Kohen Gado, uh, that he is the owner this would appear to take us down a road which is going to result in saying that the other Kohanim receive only derivative uh atonement but that's not where we're going to go we're going to ultimately the road is going to twist but the the gemara repeats that the torah repeats that the that the bull is asher lo it is misha lo it belongs to him he cannot bring it from anybody else's property he cannot bring he cannot pay for that through through public property he cannot pay for that through the property belonging to his fellow Kohanim. Uh, if that's the case, says the Gemara, since the Kohanim, the fellow Kohanim have no financial stake, how can they receive any atonement? de that just as the case of a Timurah of a substitutionary sacrifice, that the property that belongs to Aaron himself is considered ownerless with respect to his fellow Kohanim. That is to say, the other Kohanim are also owners of Aaron's property. ha shani be-giza de-aharon. So Aaron's personal property, yes, he paid for it himself, but afkerei rachmana Rahmana, the, the merciful one, that is to say the big G, God uh, uh, rendered his property cooperative with respect to the other Kohanim. In other words, the metaphoric transfer of ownership of the Kohen gadol's personal property to the other priests means that they have direct and not indirect atonement. You're going to have some indirection. Either the Kohen Gadol is the sole owner of the property and the atonement that it comes to the fellow priest is derivative or the the uh, Property ownership becomes itself metaphoric and all the priests have a share in that property and hence they are literal uh, owners of the bull itself so according to this approach to the question that says that the bull is more like a korban yachid more like a private sacrifice there is a shutafin aspect, a cooperative aspect, to what is essentially a private sacrifice. But I, I would say that the Talmud has not utterly resolved that it's not, in some way, also a korban sibor. Again, as I said yesterday, it's it's like light, both a particle and a wave, given on how, depending on how you uh, construe it. Each of those is true in a certain aspect. Now, before we leave today's page, I just want to note one other thing. Back on the A side of the page, fifty-one. Uh, on the A side of the page, where a reference is made to something on yesterday's page, that that Pesach, the Pesach offering, the Paschal Lamb, was considered a, a korban yachid, and the Chagiga offering, the pilgrimage offering that people would make when they made pilgrimage to Jerusalem on Passover, Shavuot, or Sukkot, and I should say not or, uh, and Sukkot, uh, that was considered korban sibor, public offering. Well, what's confusing about that is that each of those are not paid for by public funds. Uh, they are, they are, indi- they're not paid by public funds. Individuals gather together and buy them. Their, their uh, provenance looks similar in both cases. So why is one Korban Yahid and one Korban Sibur? Why is the Passover offering a private offering and the public offering and, and the Chagigah a public offering? The Talmud appears to answer this question in, in a interesting way, uh counterintuitive way. It says that what determines a public versus a private offering is that they are offered bikinufia in a large crowd. Well, obviously Passover is a large crowd also, so how come it would be it would not be considered public it would be considered private? Aha, says the Talmud. Passover is modified by the existence of the holiday known as Pesach Sheni. Some of you will remember that in the book of Numbers, it's related that some uh, individuals came to Moses and said said to him, we missed the covenantal communal ritual. We missed Passover because we were ritually impure and we could not participate. Moses says to them that one month after Passover, uh, you can do a second offering, a second chance, as it were, at, at participating in the communal ritual. That's called Pesach Shredi, and it is not offered Bikinufia, a large a large public gathering. So therefore, Pesach, according to our page, has an aspect of that, of that uh, uh, status of Korban Yahi, a private and not mass offering. All right, thanks for learning today's page with me, and I look forward to learning with you again tomorrow.
0: I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently. And that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes,
1: and Spotify.